Welcome back to yet another episode of your favorite Swimbait Podcast, Scales and Tails, episode 73. And for this episode, we kind of did something a little bit different. Um, the guys over at Smalley Talk Podcast had me on. We did a collaboration episode to kind of bring their Smalley Games um, board game uh, super cool idea into kind of the Swimbait world because it's something that I think is super badass being a smallmouth guy on top of kind of hearing their thoughts on swim baits while also telling them what swim baits are like and kind of hearing them compare and contrast swim baits to fly fishing and kind of that conventional side of things. And just, it was just, a, it was a good time. We had a good time, you know, shooting the breeze with these guys. And I think it's a super fun episode. I listened to it and I, I giggled, like I laughed, like it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun recording. And then hearing back, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if you guys can tell, but it seems like maybe, maybe I was a little bit loose or maybe I was like, I honestly, I was kind of nervous because it is kind of super weird to go into a podcast and not necessarily know like what's going on. Like when I have guests on, like for a normal episode, I know the lay of the land. I know what's going to get asked. I know kind of the tempo and I've listened to their podcast before, but it's still kind of weird. It's like, man, like what, what are we going to talk about? How am I going to, how am I going to try to be intriguing like with these guys? And it came super easily, luckily. And I think it was a super good episode. So I hope you guys enjoy um, make sure you guys check them out on Instagram. I think it's just uh, Smalley Smalley Podcast. I think is what it is. And then make sure you guys check out the Smalley Games on a Cheegan on Instagram. And I think all cap locks, large mouth suck for fifteen percent off if you're going to buy anything off of their site. Um, so like I said, make sure you guys check them out. Make sure you guys check Scales and Tails Podcast out. Scales and Tails underscore Podcast. Also, make sure you guys give the give Scales and Tails uh, a positive rating on your listening platform if you could be so kind and do that if you haven't already. And also, if you guys are into that smallmouth thing or want to get into river fishing just in general and kind of hear some real fishy guys talk about it, head over to the smallmouth, small, is it Smalley Talk podcast? Yeah, I already said it. I'm kind of blank in here. But yeah, head over there, listen to their podcast. It's super cool. I listen to it. It's not like swim bait related, but it's just two guys talking about smallmouth fishing. Like it's it's badass. It's kind of like equivalent to this, like for for us swim bait guys. So like I said, uh, thank you to those guys for having me on. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And Thursday we'll be back to the regular, you know, regular uh, scheduled program <clears throat> with uh, with the normal scales and tails guests. And you guys won't have this little intro with with two random guys talking that I don't get to introduce. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and I will talk to you guys next time. See you guys. Your favorite swimbait podcast is now proudly sponsored by Leviathan Rods. Leviathan Rods is a Texas-based fishing rod company that's handcrafted and uses high-end, made-in-the-USA rod blades. Every sale from Leviathan helps support foster youth and their families. With Leviathan Rods, you're not only going to feel a difference, but you're going to help make a difference, too. Friends of the show will also get 20% off their rod purchases by using code SCALES20 at checkout. So whether you're fishing a depth 250 or a square bill, make sure you're using the best rod choice out there, Leviathan Rods. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smalley Talk Podcast. We got a special edition today. Uh, we are doing our first true collab podcast. Um, and uh, Chris uh, may join later, but for right now, um, you guys are going to get uh, the host of 
the Scales and Tails podcast, Adrian Dean. What is up, Adrian? Oh, not much, man. Just, you know, in Grand Rapids, Michigan right now, we're supposed to get like six inches of snow tomorrow, so it's brutal. That's just, I'm just waiting for warm weather. That's about it. It's all you can yeah, do right dude. now. You guys have it rough uh, up there for sure. Um, so first, uh, for Smalley Talk listeners, uh, if you aren't aware of Scales and Tails, uh, I want you guys, or Adrian, if you could tell us a little bit about your podcast and what it's all about, man. Yeah, so if you guys are unfamiliar, Scales and Tails is probably everybody's favorite swim bait podcast. If you guys listen to the intro, that's 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 what I nail home. It's everybody's favorite swim bait podcast. Essentially, it's <laughs> um, it's a primarily uh, swim bait podcast where I have on guests from all over the country. You know, had a bunch of guys when I first started in the PNW, uh, text bunch of Texas guys, bunch of good friends in Texas, some Midwest guys, and now. For some reason, I've just ended up in like the New England area. New England is like very well known for swim bait fishing, wake bait fishing, especially and rats and that sort of thing. So kind of hops around all over the place, breaks down techniques, how guys are catching fish, their stories, of how they got into swim bait fishing, you know, PB stories, because that PBs and big swim baits go hand in hand. And, uh, you know, I, I just started that magazine. I'm sure you saw that. So it's kind of shifting from the podcast thing, just kind of more of a general media you know, swim bait, uh, brand, I guess, like lifestyle brand type ordeal. Yeah, man. Uh, that's cool. Um, so swim baits are very interesting to me. Um, I'm definitely not a self-proclaimed like swim bait guy. Um, but the culture around swim baits over the last probably 10 years, maybe more like maybe less than that, maybe like, you know, seven to 10 years, um, has, it's crazy, dude. Like I would have never expected swim baits to become like a like a almost like a cult thing, and it's like big. It's like huge. Like, yeah, what dude. the hell, dude? And how how did that happen? <laughs> yeah, and it uh, it so just to just to like clarify, I I've been into swim baits for you know going on six years now, and like heavily into it. And you know, you hit the nail on the head with the cult thing. It is. Uh, there's a lot of good people in it. Don't get me wrong, but there's also a lot of like cutthroat style guys in there that are like, Oh, you're not fishing. You know, you're not fishing a a DRT ghost, which is a 14 inch bait. Like you're not actually fishing a swim bait. Like you're fishing a swim 168. That doesn't count type thing. And, um, I I've had some guys who have tried to pull that on me. Like I, I can't believe you're, you're doing this podcast. And I'm like, dude, like, I, I was, I was swim bait fishing when I was 16 with like $300 baits before you even knew what a swim bait was. Like, let's, let's simmer down there for a minute there, pal. <laughs> yeah, dude, the, it's, it's very similar to like fly fishing, except it's yeah. like very new, you know, it's like what guys consider, you know, if you haven't listened to much of Smalley talk, if your guys, uh, my co-host Chris, who may join us later, um, he's the fly guy. I'm the conventional guy. And like, I make fun of fly fishermen all the time because like they argue amongst themselves about like, what is a fly, you know? So, you know, it's like, there's all this like criteria. Some guys are like purists, other guys, you're like, oh, you can throw anything. Um, So swim baits are somewhat similar in the fact that like, you could call a lot of things a swim bait, you know, Mm -hmm. but like, I think the original, what I think of as a swim bait, like back, cause I've been, you know, I'm, I've been in bass fishing since I've been about mm, 10, 11 years old. Like I was like, started like my obsession. I'm 38. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. You know, we're going on, you know, 25 years of it. And I remember <laughs> back 
like probably when I was in high school that like it was starting to become a thing for guys on the West coast to yeah, throw huge yeah. trout swim baits. That was like where it started in my mind. Um, yeah, dude, that's, that's exactly where it started. Like I've had some guys on who were doing it in like 2003, like a couple of years after it mm-hmm. got big. And they're talking about how like there was no such thing as a swim bait, that swim bait rod. They were using G Loomis bottom bouncing salmon rods to huck these big Huddleston, you know, 10 inch Huddleston baits. And it's like, whoa, like we've come a long ways now. Yeah. And I'll show you the extent of my swim baiting here. I'm going to grab this. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Off the wall. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, I, uh, here's a good one. Um, it's like show and tell. It's kind of what this is like. <laughs> I know. I actually have a decent amount of stuff right in front of me, surprisingly. My boat um, my boat has most of my tackle, but I have my swim bait box in here for some reason. So this is probably what I would throw most normally if I consider a swim bait. So I'm sure. Oh, heck yeah, dude. Six-inch mag that. draft? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's actually a mag slow, but oh, mag slow. Same, yeah, yeah. same difference. This is probably the one that I've caught the most – smallies on so i'm i know you're familiar with that bad boy oh yeah what is that the so, five inch or six inch bullshad five inch yeah i think it's a six yeah six inch six. bullshad then i have some you know uh, s waivers in here oh dude uh, s waivers uh, for the guys who haven't listened to my podcast like their smallie talk uh, podcast dude oh dude i've never caught a fish on one of those on a rat on a spro 50 or whatever size spro that is but yeah, s waiver 168 man that's like some bread and butter type type swim baits for me, especially when I got into river smallmouth fishing. Oh yeah, so this is a, a forty. Um, okay. And then I have yeah, some yeah. Ba- baby bullshads, that sort of thing. But my swim bait experience is very limited. Um, but um, I can see the allure in it because I caught a twenty a twenty incher about three years ago on a S waiver, and it was yeah. like a completely different type of take than I'd ever had from a big fish. Like it, like fall, it followed the bait, which is really weird. Like when you're fishing like a spinner bait or something, like they don't do that a lot. Big fish don't do that a lot. Like they, and I always hear swim bait guys talk about that, like follows, you know, get like follows. And I'm like, that's like like musky guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's like this, sort of phenomenon because I think you're throwing a little bit bigger body bait that the fish is just kind of like checking it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way a swim bait moves is like a glide bait, you know, it's very like methodical and those, you know, the fish are just kind of like, you know, just trailing it and checking it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's like hypnotizing. It's, it's wild. Um, but very cool. We don't talk about swim baits a lot on Smalley talk, but, um, definitely, you know, down to, to get into more of that. Um, I did want to, so I heard about you, your podcast, Adrian on, cause you had a couple guys on that played small games. Um, and I yeah. can't remember. It was Ryan and who else was on there? Uh, Ryan uh, Dylan. And, uh, Dylan. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I listened to that podcast. Um, those guys are, uh, a G- a Cheegan guys and, and small games guys. And, um, they were kind of, chatting with you about river smallmouth and then you you know i reached out to you and then we kind of started talking and it's like dude let's you know let's get the get guys in the swim bait community familiar small games so that's kind of where we're at you know we decided to do a pod and talk about it so you i think you got the board right you got the game yeah yeah just just came in today yeah 
Yep. So tell me what your initial thoughts on it are. Dude, so like if you guys hadn't seen my story when we were recording this, I dude, I got it. And like I'd watch the the videos on a cheek and where you talk about like the smallie snacks. Like mm-hmm. your guy your guys your listeners will especially know what that is, but my guys, uh it's it's essentially like <clears throat> there there's so I guess we'll break break smaller games down from from like how I see it. It's dude, how how many spots is there? Is there like, you know, seventy spots on there? There's a bunch, it looked like. So it it I think there's ninety some total, but obviously you wouldn't fill up the entire board. Um, I on you know it could take anywhere from I think about sixty or maybe you could probably complete it in like forty some if you went straight into the all the shortcuts. Yeah, um, but I think on average it's going to be about sixty pieces or so. So yeah, and so for my guys who are listening, it's essentially you you order the starter pack. Uh, it comes with a poster a good size poster and it's, it's kind of like um dude it's what was it like like shoots and ladders like where you have all the you can you can go across the ladders and then like you just have you have to go around the map no matter what maybe maybe shoots and ladders is well like that idea behind shoots and ladders is there but a different point candy game, land like, or yeah yeah yeah, same, yeah there you go yeah. there you go and yeah. so uh so the, there's obviously spots and you have to 16 inch is like the minimum smallmouth right yep yeah, so go out there and uh, catch catch a 16 inch or 17, 18, 19, 20, 23 if you if you really got a juice spot and be the first one ever. But uh, you essentially kind of have to catch these fish and submit them to the Achigan guys, and they will you'll buy your corresponding piece and you just you fill it in as you go. And I mean, you you answered a question I had as far as like, okay, if I if I go out and I catch like 50 fish in a week. Like, can I wait to put these stickers on to kind of like strategically do it? Cause I don't want to screw myself like into a spot that with a 20 inch or I never end up catching a 20 inch or, and so you guys just have to go out and catch the fish and, and fill up the board essentially and get to the end. But there's like all these cool spots where there's kind of like a regulation where you have to catch like three seventeens or, you know, two eighteens and a 19 or a 20 to take these shortcuts. And that's super cool on top of the, the smally snack spots too, like where you're required to catch them on a bait that pertains to that category and you're gonna have to name them because i'm by no sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> so one of my business yeah one of my business partners um he's an ecologist he works for the state of indiana and he's like very um science focused uh big fisherman but um he wants to bring a little bit more of like education into the game so what we did is on those categories we sort of broke them down into like their scientific um forage based names so the there's um you know you have rodents uh which is like a category of any rodents and that you know i think people think of like rats you know which is obviously a rodent but you also have like chipmunks and beavers and any style bait that mimics like a rodent um, then you have, uh, amphibians, which would be like a frog salamander, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have bait fish, which is pretty self-explanatory. Um, and, then, uh, you have aquatic invertebrates, which would be like, you know, things that live in the water that don't have a vertebrae. And that would be like a crawfish, helgermite, that sort of thing. Yep. Um, then you have terrestrial invertebrates, which are basically bugs. Um, and then I think that's it. I think that was all five. So you have rodents, amphibians, terrestrial, aquatic, and 
What was the other one? <laughs> well, I'm having trouble thinking of it. I gotta hang on. Let me look here. And essentially, like for for like the swim bait guys, there's only one category that, off the top of my head, I can't think, and that's that's the bug category. That's kind of something where you'd have to downsize and in fish like a cicada or just whatever it is. But dude, like the rest, yeah. you can do all with the style of swim bait. There's you know crawdad crank downs. There's crawdad like jig yep. style baits that they make like. And that's what I was so intrigued with it. Cause I had seen this and I'm like, Oh man, like, but this is also a good thing because I want to get back into fishing conventional and just like going out there and just pounding a bunch of fish. And I'm like, well, if they're not eating a swim bait, I want to fill up my board this summer. So I'm going to go out there and I'm going to find a way to catch them. I don't care how it is. Yeah. It's, I think the idea behind the game for me, you know, cause I was the one that kind of came up the whole idea. It's like, you know, a lot of guys go out there and swim back guys are a really good example of like, they're not necessarily tournament guys, right? Like they're mm-hmm. some of some guys fish tournaments that throw swim baits and some guys fish tournaments that are into smallmouth fishing. But like a lot of times they're just dudes that are out there. I would say more of like a trophy hunter is a better uh, yeah. description. Um, and I was like, man, it'd be cool to invent something that just like helped you track the progress of your catches throughout the season and sort of challenge you to look for, um, get out of your comfort zone a little bit and fish new water or, um, no, what I was saying is like the game is like essentially for guys who aren't really trophy fisher or who aren't really tournament fisher and fishermen, but, um, who sort of are out there trying to, chase like big fish and i think a lot of swim bait guys you know a lot of smallmouth guys are similar in that aspect of like they don't necessarily like hone their skills to beat other guys in a tournament they're just out there trying to find the biggest fish possible and the games give you a chance to sort of like like i said like work towards a goal throughout the entire season and try to like you know find those big fish because a lot of guys can go out there and catch them but not a lot of guys can go out there and catch like consistently catch the biggest fish. And it took me a while, man, of smallmouth fishing before I really got like to where I was like, all right, I know how to catch big fish. You know, it obviously doesn't, it's not easy or, yeah. you know, and I don't go do it every time, but over the years, like if you add up all the big fish I've caught, it gets usually gets better year after year after year. Um, and yeah, the games are just a way to sort of like challenge yourself. And if you beat a beat the game, which you're not playing against the other guys necessarily, you're just playing against yourself. Um, and if you are able to beat the whole game, then you're considered a bronze master. And what we do for those guys is we kind of like they're you're like in an exclusive club. So you're yeah. a bronze master for life. Like if you beat it once. And we have uh, 10 guys that beat it last year. We have a like private messaging thread. We message all the time, talk about fishing and like, you know, what, you know, the fish are doing and stuff. So it's kind of a cool little tight knit group. And we do like, uh, we're actually getting ready to send them out tomorrow, but we do like a prize, like kind of gift package for them. We do like a, a shirt and some personalized stuff and, you know, just kind of make them feel, uh, like, you know, special like part of a group um there's no cash prizes or anything like that it's just a kind of a fun thing to do but uh yeah man it's i'm excited to see some swim guys do it so 
Be yeah, cool. I'm excited. That's why I posted it on my story. And I, I think this will help kind of get guys into it. And I think it's also going to help get get some of the guys that, that listen to my show or whatever, because I, I get a lot of. So I guess for like for your guy, your listeners, I I never grew up river smallmouth fishing. Like that was something I picked up in the last year when I moved. Like I grew up fishing big lakes, fishing on Lake Michigan, uh, pier heads and that sort of thing for bass. And then, dude, I moved, my apartment is literally, like I could throw a baseball and hit the river and like out of my apartment window. And uh, it it was kind of like, oh, dude, I'm here. I need to figure out how to catch these fish. And uh, fortunately enough, I I was into swim baits and and luckily enough that these smallmouth had never seen these baits before. And dude, I just went (laughs) on a tear last year. Like it was just it was some crazy fishing. I had some gnarly eats, gnarly bites. I, I don't know, man. I live right by a spillway and I got onto a bite last year. Where I'd cast my S waiver onto the spillway and I'd like walk it off and it hit the water. I'd get two glides in and it was just, it was just a butter, Like you'd go to reel and like your reel would just like, wouldn't move and you'd sweep into a fish. Like, <laughs> dude, it was like, you know, yeah. you could do that. You could catch three fish every 10 minutes doing that. Like it was just absolutely insane. That's cool, man. Yeah, I uh, the whole um, the whole deal about. Hang on, I'm gonna send Chris this link because he was wanting to join. Um, the whole river smallmouth thing. If you haven't like done a lot of river smallmouth stuff, like they're so just mean, dude. Like those fish are just like a different level. You know, I always compare like you catch a lake largemouth. Yeah. And he's like, dude, this feels like a wet blanket, you know, yeah, like yeah. compared to, you know, and, and not to say you catch a big largemouth, obviously they all pull super hard and jump, but pound for pound, dude, smallmouth are just so just nasty. Um, and they're fun, dude. So, yeah. Man, oh, that, look who we have right. here. What's up, dude? <laughs> What's up, Chris? What's up, man? What's up? Got a party Dude, you look, now. You're dark as hell back there, brother. You Dude, look like you're in, like a, in a dungeon. My my apartment complex. Say. My apartment <laughs> complex was built in like the 1800s. It was an old silk mill, and then they re re revenerate what how they rebuilt it pretty much made it into an apartment complex. And like the lighting in here, hold on, I go turn on a light. You're gonna be like. Dude, did you, are you sure you turned on a light? Because it's so fucking it's a dungeon in here. Yeah, dude, you look like a cartel informant with that lighting. <laughs> <laughs> I was half. Oh, look at that! Let there be light, dude. Yeah, there you go. I half, I halfway expected to hear a robot voice when I signed on here. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then the and then the FBI agent told me I had to had to suck a dude's dick <laughs> to get information on the cartel. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, What's up, uh, I'm Chris Bond. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> He's the comedic relief in our podcast. In case you there you go. I need I need one of those guys. I just get super yeah. drunk on mine, and I just. I just ramble on mine, so it's about the same thing. Yeah. I bet <laughs> we 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 do the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Where? So you live in Grand Rapids, you said? Yeah. So I live on the Flat River up uh, north of Lowell a little bit. Okay, so. Flat River. Yeah. Like F L A T. Yeah. Yeah. So I I was listening to one of your guys' podcasts. I think it was right after you caught the gold smallmouth. And I thought you guys said the Flat River, but you were talking about the Flint River in one of them. And that's why I messaged yeah. I messaged it, and I was like, oh, you guys fished the Flat? And then I sent it to a buddy, and he's like, dude, I'm pretty sure they said the Flint River. I'm like, oh, I'm such a jackass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, 
I've never heard of that river, so uh, it, which probably means it's good. So it dumps it dumps into uh, uh, what what's the big river in Grand Rapids? Um, the Grand. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's a branch off of the Grand in Lowell, so it branches nice. off. I live two dams up, and then I live on the third spillway. So mm, cool. Very so nice. how big is how big is that river like across? Dude, I wade across it. Like it it comes up to like. I don't know. It's probably 25, 30 yards at the widest point where, where I'm at right by the dam. And like, I can, I can cast across it more, more times than not. Yeah. And that's, I would say a lot of our listeners are in that size of water. Like that's definitely a pretty common thing. Just small mouth in general, like small, you know, kind of medium sized creeks. That's like, you know, probably more common, you know, like Chris, I'm thinking of like big walnut. That's probably more representative of like what guys fish. Um, and we fish smaller stuff too sometimes, but, um, yeah, dude, I mean, there's, it's crazy how some of those small rivers or creeks hold like, like top end smallmouth. Like there's big smallmouth in those little creeks. Like it, it doesn't matter. You don't need a big water to catch Monsters, yeah, dude. So. I caught some. I caught some super big smallies last year on the S waiver, and I, I'm the type of guy who I go. I go out with like one rod. I half the time I don't even go out with pliers, and I'll just put like a loose leaf, you know, triple treble hook bait in my pocket, and I'll just go down to the river. It's like I caught a lot of fish last year that I wish I had a scale or a board for, but I just I just didn't because I just run and gun. And uh, I caught some. I, I broke a fish off last year on an S waiver. It bent out my split ring on the stock 168. And like that, mm. that was even, that was like on a, a branch off of the flat river. It's probably like, dude, I kid you not like 15 yards across and it's an old dam. They blew up on this little Creek and I caught a lot of fish out of there too, but that water is ripping. It's not very deep, but it is cold as hell. And there, there was a lot of fish pushed in there last year. Hmm. That's cool. Man. So, so this podcast is dedicated like to swim baits, right? Like that's, that's, I've, I've heard a couple of your episodes. I heard you do the one you did with Ryan and yeah, yeah. Dylan. Yep. That was a great one. Um, so, um, do you fish like exclusively with swim baits or do you like carry, do you like try and mix it up a little bit? Like when the bite's rough or like, what do you, what's your thing dude if the bite's rough i cut off my glide bait and i just tie on a different one like i'm just laughing <laughs> <laughs> you downsize you downsize your swim bait is that no what no, no. I, I usually <laughs> i usually go bigger so like if they're not fishing the 168 like i'll tie on like a nine inch glide bait usually and uh like Savage, last dude. year dude. <laughs> that is rough and that's like the the mindset to just be like you know what these these fish are not eating this fucking six incher. These I'm gonna go bigger. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go bigger. I'm gonna see <laughs> if they can get one to go more aggressive. So that's like, wild. Do you guys do you guys know the depths two fifty off the top of your head? I've heard of it. I don't know. Like yeah, it's it's like a big it's it. like a big ten and a half inch bait. And there was a point in time when I used to live up by Lake Michigan, like I had those fish dialed, and I was catching I was catching smallmouth and largemouth on that two fifty bait, like four or five a day it was like it was ridiculous i mean this isn't a 250 but it's like the closest thing i have right now so like lake small mouth eat something like that like it's yeah. crazy yeah it's, it's cool it's dude. more of I, a 
Yeah, it's probably more just like, ah, what is that? Get away from me. Like that kind yeah. of bite. More, Hot pink 10-inch bait <laughs> gliding past. Like, what the hell is this thing? <laughs> I told That's him crazy. that uh, I drew parallels between swim baits and fly fishing because I actually think they're they're at opposite ends of the spectrum, but we were saying how swim bait guys can't agree what a swim bait is. And I was like, oh, that sounds really familiar to another <laughs> argument I've heard in the fishing community. And yeah. the fact that you guys are both stubborn and you Dude. throw things that aren't necessarily the most effective thing, but out of principle, you're throwing. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear it from you, bro. <laughs> this guy right here is like, this is a born contrarian. I'll be absolutely <laughs> hammering them all day. It'll take, I mean, literally, I'll have to outfish him for like four hours before he'll be like, all right, throw me one of those baits, dude. I'm sick of this. He'll be like, I'm stick, I'm sticking. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna switch. But no, I think there are more similarities than that. Like, I mean, swim flies are like a big thing, you know, like the articulated, like oh, yeah, five, double, inch, double bodied inch. streamers type thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very similar. I mean, I would say that um, there are guys that do it just like that's all they'll fish or like swim flies. You know, uh, I'm not one of those guys. I kind of tend to try and follow where the bite's gonna be. But, you know, there are similarities. Like, it's the same concept. You got this big, you know, six to eight inch, like, you know, ball of feathers just kind of hanging in the current. And that that eat is like what brings people back, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it's very similar. And, you know, they're big, they're heavy. They don't look like they would be like the first thing that you're going to get big numbers on or whatever. I mean, it's mostly like a big fish type bait. So... Yeah, I think there's similarities for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool, man. Um, I was, you know, saying swim baits is just like, I will never be like a dedicated swim bait guy, but we do have a buddy of ours, the guy that I actually invited. Uh, Necrelli's going to, he's going to come on our podcast next. Um, but he, um, <laughs> there's like an infamous trip where we, Chris and I went um, to a river, it's actually in Michigan. And those guys were fishing a stretch kind of above us and we were fishing below and we caught, I think between Chris and I, it was like triple digits. We caught like a hundred and some small mouth that day. And Necrelli was throwing this, like he was throwing huge swim baits all day and he caught like four fish. And I was like, dude, that's so rough, man. <laughs> he was stoked about it though. He was like, yeah, yeah. it was pretty sick. It was honestly a pretty sick day. I like <laughs> four fish <laughs> yeah yeah and i think you get some of that though you know you know i mean chris whenever the bite gets tough on the fly he will sort of switch over to conventional which um you know i think a lot of guys kind of turn their nose up at that the you know the the purest fly guys but um you know i think if you're really dedicated do it man more power to you I just can't. If I'm going to be out there, I'm going to be trying to catch this the most effective way possible. <laughs> so do you, you uh, catch a lot of musky on those big on big swim baits like that? Dude, so actually I've only ever I've only ever lost two musky. One was on Lake Michigan on the pierhead. I was just, you know, dicking around with like a 10-inch glide bait. It was mm -hmm. I just I kind of shook that fish off cuz I thought it was a pike. And then last year I had one bite so there's not any musky up where I am because I'm so far up past the dams, but the one okay. spot in town that's right on the uh, right on the Grand and dumps into it, 
the muskie load up in there and i missed one on a hud 68 last year and dude i i swept into that thing and i was like what the hell is this i mean my I have a I have a six or sixty size uh, Abu reel for like my big soft bait rod, and dude, it was like doo, 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 doo. it was like pull and drag, and it like the reel was like, oh, wow. and I'm like, holy shit, it snapped <laughs> me off. I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, so do you think that, you? I mean, you live close to them. Would you like? Are you gonna try and kind of mix that in a little bit, or you think is more of a bass type? Your is that your thing? Uh, I don't know, dude. I just got. I don't know with the smaller games board. I'm like, dude, like I, I want to go out there and just like hammer smallmouth this year. Cause like I have a reason to go do it last year. Like when I was just fishing to fish and I kind of got like burnt out up here, I'd go down there cause it's in between my apartment and my girlfriend's house. So I would just stop on the way and I'd fish for like half the day. And uh, I'll probably fish down there a lot this year. Like I was hammering them on a big nine inch, uh, like a, a floating glide bait and dude, they were eating it like it was a fluke. And that was a super fun bite. And then like the water dried up and this spot was like a mud pit. Like there was no water in there and all the, oh, all the wow. fish pushed back into the river and I just never got back on them again. So I'm hoping like in the spring it'll be the same thing. And then, you know, as, as the summer heats up and that water starts to leave, I'll just stick around home and fish more. Yeah. Hmm. Have you guys had a pretty dry winter up there? You have a bunch of snow. Uh, we've gotten snow, but it's like in increments. So like on Christmas, we got like two feet of snow. A couple weeks after that, we got two weeks. So like it would melt and then it'd snow a whole bunch. Like we've had, I want to say probably like a hundred or 110 inches of snow this year. We're supposed to get like another six tomorrow. And so like the water's high. Like when I first moved into my apartment right on this river, like the water was stupid low and I was just like pounding smallmouth. And uh, then the water started to get high and like I slowly realized that, oh my gosh, it's not like shooting in a, it's not like shooting fish in a barrel anymore. Like they dispersed a lot. Like I could, I live right next to a bridge and I'd go down there with like just a little six inch glide bait uh, and it was bone and it was only about three feet. You'd cast it up right underneath this bridge. You'd give it two cranks, dude. And you'd, you'd see your bait shoot across twice. And then you'd just see your bait get kicked sideways and start swimming upstream. And dude, that's just, it's that's so fun. awesome. And I haven't been able to do it unless the water's super low here. Right. And so it seems like it's pretty, uh, kind of a high high water situation right now this winter yeah and i've i saw one guy i don't know if he snagged it i'm pretty sure he snagged it uh with a lipless uh was like a couple days ago and that's literally the only smallmouth i've seen caught this year i had i missed a pike in december and i saw a pike follow up a glide bait a couple days ago but other than that like there's just there's no life in here right now yeah Hmm. it's getting ready to start probably like few weeks you know three or four weeks it'll be it'll be on yeah we did we did have a uh a guy that i was kind of chatting with um on facebook and he was commenting about kind of braggadociously commenting about how he smallmouth fishes 12 months out of the year and he only throws moving baits and stuff and i was like yeah dude you live in oklahoma like it's way (laughs) warmer like the guys up in like Michigan and even more so like Minnesota, Wisconsin, like they get ice. Like you can't yeah. fish, dude. <laughs> you know Monticello, Minnesota, they have a hot water discharge out of a nuke plant. And I know we guys know that are up exactly there exactly where at. But... Yeah, yeah. There was, there was a big swim bait tournament there the other day, and uh, they they hammered. Cool. I was like, I wanted to go. Oh, out there did so they bad. really? Yeah. Well, they okay. Uh, my definition of hammer them is definitely not like your triple day of fish. Like you were just talking, I'm, I'm with your buddy, dude. Like I catch four fish in a day. I'm like, dude, we're fucking going back out there tomorrow. We're doing that same thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. hilarious, dude. Yeah. I was so, going to say when Chris, when Chris was asking him. That's, That's interesting. Yeah. 
It's swim bait tournament. Well, so like uh, Josh was talking about like the tournament thing and there's, so we'll go down a little rabbit hole here for your listeners who aren't familiar. So there's bait builders, like guys who, who make their own baits and stuff like in their garages, resin baits. And a lot of these guys now host their own tournaments. So it's like online, like, uh, you know, like the, like the kayak style thing, but you have to yeah. have a video of you weighing the fish. The fish can't leave the, the frame. You have to have the scale. You have to say the code word. Uh, and I don't know, there's, there's been some guys who have cheated because they don't like make cast to catch as a thing. And it's just, I don't know, dude, like we talked about like fly fishing being super like kind of like swim bait fishing, but dude, the swim bait rabbit holes, like when I was saying it was cutthroat, like there's beef pages where people just go on there and just bitch each other out and bully each other. Like, like that's where everybody goes. It's like, dude, I don't know. It's so hard to talk about because like people don't understand or haven't witnessed this stuff. Like these guys are real what a weird. What's cr- it's always interesting to me. Like fishing is one of those things, right. That's so vastly different. Like there are so many different components to it and so many different, like little niche areas to it. Like I, you and I, like we basically do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, we are like one degree of separation, but there's this whole like other world, you know, that I have zero familiarity with that has like people would look at, look at me like I'm barely a fisherman, I guess, or something, yeah. you know, it's, it's so bizarre. And, and like ocean, you know, deep sea guys are very, you know, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, well, we all fish, but you know, it's so it's one of the things I think that's so interesting about it is you can go a lot of different directions and, you know, you can do a lot of different things and you can kind of drill down into a niche area that you, that that's really you or that you really like or whatever. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And like the whole swim bait thing, uh, I don't know. I think it just kind of played out like this because when it became a thing and like where it became a thing, like on the West coast, like swim bait fishing, like when I think of fly fishing, dude, I think, uh, you know, going in your ex- going to an expo and you're wearing your Chacos and your cargo shorts and your nice plaid button down shirt. Like, dude, dude, That's you very go- accurate. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah dude. <laughs> wearing your Orvis hat and you got your Oakley's or your like Costa's around your, <laughs> you got your Costa's around your necklace. R.L. Winston, baby. <laughs> and, uh, dude, like the, the swim bait guys, like it's a group of misfits. Like it's like that grunge, skatey, punk rock type thing. And I don't, I don't know why it's like that. It's just kind of like the thing that everybody like, dude, I've never skated a day in my life, but like my whole magazine is like based around like kind of like a that thrasher style magazine. And it's just because that's what guys like. So I'm like, oh, I guess I'm, I'm a part of this. So that's what I got to be like. Is that like grunge? Like all the swim bait apparel is like OD green or like these like super earthy tone Browns. And like, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's a niche dude, inside of the niche. Like it's weird. I think it's, Oh yeah. I think sure. it's super cool. All the art that comes out of the swim bait community is super freaking cool. Um, I, yeah, I think there's a lot And the other thing, dude, you know, the more I, I think I, here's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing like, wheelies like shoes with wheels on them i'm hearing like <laughs> you're dude, wearing van. vans van. that's what it is is vans oh hell yeah vans dude. and that's... jordans dude <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah. there's definitely a certain certain type that flat bills big time yeah in the swim well dude swim that's that's the thing i got this flat bill from a guy the other day it's like a 30 dollars hat i got it for 15 bucks because he's like dude like I can't pull off a flat bill. I'm like, I can. I'll fucking take that off your hands for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, that's great. 
Yeah, it's kind of a, and fly like, fishermen don't go together very well. That's you what? don't see that very often, dude. Chris can. Chris is a Chris is a hybrid though, dude. He's freaking shot across He's the bow, like... man. Come on, fly nation. Come on, fly nation. Nah, dude. Yeah. Our, our listeners. I always think of our listeners more as like the insane clown posse. Like our oh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I guys, our guys are just juggalos, so I don't know. That's, that's, swim bait communities look sounded pretty fucking rad to me, dude. I'm about to sign me up, man. Oh. Our guys are our guys are drinking fago and jumping on tables and shit. I don't know what they're up to. Dude, the, like really the swim bait community is like us. the swim bait community is drinking like Michelob Ultras or like I'm oh. not, not Michelob Ultras. That's a bad example. That's us. I was, hey. <laughs> Smoking Dude, spice. The, it's the active male. Yeah, smoking spice. Active yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh that's God. funny, dude. the The other thing, though, the more I fish, the thing I like realize is that a lot of fishing at its core is like guys like gear, and I I'm yeah. not a gear guy. I'm like I'm function over form with my stuff, but like fly guys are like, oh, let's see, you can tie the coolest looking fly and then as you get older you stop fishing but you still tie flies, tie flies. you just you just you just sit around and look at the flies hey don't laugh oh dude swim back guys are no God. better they have these dude. huge huge cases with all these cool swim baits and they're like oh yeah i don't fish with these like yeah. these are too expensive to throw in the water <laughs> and i'm like really like, those, are the, those are the same guys those are the same guys that bought toys and like kept him in the box, like the He-Man you know I mean? yeah. shit, Power Rangers yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, no, this is like mint condition. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mess with this. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, well, that's all right, dude. I mean, you know, you've taken a shot now at the fly guys. You've taken a shot now at the swim bait guys. So, you know, what's up? I'm a shot, How about I'm a you, shot taker, dude? I'm you and your taker. buddies can go get your. A fucking beer dispenser helmets and walk down to the river and yeah, you get, your, you get Daryl Waltrip, Waltrip cut off. Get down there. My my roots my roots are definitely which Chris is from my hometown, so he can't talk uh, about this. Yeah. But we have the same uh, roots. <laughs> we both, have the same roots, both in shitty soil, shit <laughs> white trash yeah. soil, dude. That's where definitely what. Redneck white trash, dude. That's that's what we're all about. <laughs> but are you guys are you guys yeah. familiar with the Manistee River? Because that's where I grew up. I grew up at Tippy Dam. Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a yeah. good. That's so, a so brother and brother was the high school I went to right there uh, on that main road. Like when you come through fifty five and before you get down to the dam. So that was my high school yeah. right there. So I grew cool. up in a fucking tiny tiny place. Like oh, dude, I, yeah. I got into swim bait fishing and like I would I would go to school and these kids were looking at me like. Dude, like I just got diagnosed with cancer or something. They're like, dude, are you okay? <laughs> like, like you're like, do walleye stop. do walleye eat those? <laughs> yeah. is, is that dude, I've, I've caught some walleye floating the river for pike on them. It's 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 wicked. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's fun. So, man, that's it's a dangerous dude, so game like... to do. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, no I was saying ahead, that's Josh. a dangerous game to fish for pike with the uh, swim baits, dude. That's got to be like your yeah. worst nightmare of like your. I'm assuming you use a lead wire lead. Or you use like a wire leader though, right? No, no, not usually. No, I've never, never used a wire leader. Play with what fire, about like, dude. I mean, you probably have to have 50 pound fluorocarbon then or something, No, right? no, I, I used to fish 65 pound braid and then I switched over to 17 pound uh, co-poly this last year. 
Yeah, that would be kind of oh man, that would suck, dude. Can you imagine losing like a sixty dollars swim bait to a pike, just like a twelve inch pike? <laughs> oh, that'd be brutal. Dude, oh I, dude, yeah. When pikey, like you don't even feel them; they just like shred your line. It's like yeah. that's gone. Yeah. I, I will that's say, I've never a bit of fishing. Oh, okay. never, never lost a swim bait to a pike, but I know I know plenty of guys who have, and I'm like, Shit, man, you're not steez like me, I guess. Like I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, I would be. It depends. I mean, you can get into swim bait fishing like functional stuff and not spend tons of money, but it's also very easy to to go down that rabbit hole and spend thousands. It's the same of way with anything. Oh, it's the same yeah. way with anything. Just look at like. Like how your how your spinning rods, for example, like how crazy that's gotten for yeah, you. Yeah, like can you imagine type stuff? Yeah, can you imagine Josh like five years ago spending? I mean, how many? You've got what probably seven or eight spinning rods or something, and all yeah. of them are probably three hundred bucks. I mean, can you yeah. imagine that? Even it's just it just escalates. You know, you just get more and more into it. Figure out what you like doing and keep dumping money into it. You know. Yeah. So is. So Manistee, like growing up in that area, I'm assuming that there's like a pretty big outdoors culture, pretty big fishing culture up where you grew up. Yeah. Um, so my uncle was, uh, was like, he was one that helped introduce steelhead and salmon into the great lakes in the seventies. And, uh, he, he's in the freshwater nice. hall of fame for, for trout fishing. And then like my whole family is like super big into trout fishing, trout chartering and stuff. And, I'm just the ugly duckling that for some reason likes to bass fish. And I got teased for that, like growing up the like my whole life. And then it, it really got bad when they started figuring out that I was spending, you know, $300, $600 on a bait and they would just torch me. Like, you know, you can't eat oh, those. Yeah. Right. And I said, well, I could, if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. funny, dude. So, I mean, that's pretty cool though, that, I mean, did you do any trout fishing or any like, like big lake stuff anymore at all? Yeah, so I got my my senior year of high school. So four, three, four years ago, I got super big into center pin fishing for kings, and that was that was wicked. And uh, yeah, I I trout fished like the streams and creeks a lot, caught a lot of fish doing that. And then just for some reason, I got into bass fishing for whatever reason that is. And then for some another reason, I got into swim bait fishing. It's just kind of financially gone downhill from there. <laughs> now you're financially a swim bait poly guy, dude. You're like even further into the niche. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. It's <laughs> it's like it's like one of those things like you're going down the rabbit hole and it gets darker and darker and darker and eventually you flip on your lighter and it's just like you and two other dudes standing there like, what's up? <laughs> oh, what's you up, you too, yeah. <laughs> hey what's up how'd you end up here it's crazy right <laughs> yeah that's wild dude i i actually like the first time so the swim bait thing i feel like has been like growing it's like probably the fastest growing area i would say for sure um the first time i even heard about it was like maybe like six years ago i don't know if you guys remember this there was like a a Red Bull fishing video that came out about these young kids in like Dallas. Oh no, that, that was were... Yeti. That was Grant Lang. Yeti he broke, he broke the Lady Bird. Uh, he caught a thirteen pounder. Yeah, I had him on my. That's podcast. right. Yes, yeah, he's super cool kid. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like the first time I heard about it, man. It was like these group of like 12, 13 year old kids that would like ride their bikes to like a park and just like they would all have one rod and you know they're doing their swim bait thing and I was like, what is this like? 
And then from there, it just started showing up like everywhere. And it's, it's crazy, dude. I think, I think it's, uh, I think it's pretty awesome. I think it's just going to keep growing too. Which a lot of guys would say like, no, this is fucking terrible. Like they're invading our space now. (laughs) And it's like, why would, that's the thing. Why would anybody give a shit for one? And two, like, I look at it like you got a bunch of like young people involved in the sport. Like it's kind of an old man thing to do. And they're young, you know, they're young kids coming into the game, like trying something different, you know, getting into the sport. And also they're not catching a fucking thing. You know what I mean? They're not catching any fish. So why do we care? They're catching three, four fish and having a having a grand old time. Better that than throwing live bait or, or a Ned rig or something, you know? I, I Let them honestly, have their fun. I think it's that uh I think it's that skate like that skater mentality like oh dude look at this piece of shit with that Guggen swimmer like he's such a poser he's he's not legit like us like he's not he's not buying these garage baits from our buddies like he's he's not doing it right. I think that's I think that's mm-hmm. where it kind of strouds from. Oh okay, yeah. understood. I could see yeah. that. It's definitely it's definitely a culture thing. I mean, this I, you hear that a lot, like swim bait culture, but it is. There's a lot of things involved with it. One of the things I think is really cool that you guys do that I don't really see a lot in other parts of fishing is you guys have like big, like in person get togethers. And I'm like, dude, that's badass. Like, we just don't like you. I know, like, there's swim bait universe, swim bait underground. There's like a few different kind of organizations and they have like the gathering. Where they yeah, all like, like get together and they have spunk. And... Dude, like how cool is that? Like Chris and I are in in the perfect world. We would love to do something like that for smallmouth. And it just, it's hard to organize it. You need, I think you need a, enough people that are motivated enough to like pitch in and help with it to get it kind of organized. But dude, I mean, that's so cool that you guys do that. I I think like a major drawing factor that benefits the, like the swim bait style meetups like that is um, guys guys don't have a problem you know dropping two hundred doubloons on a swim bait like they'll do that in a hurry and if they can buy a plane ticket for three hundred bucks and and get like these super elusive baits like and and meet all their online friends they're there so like it almost is like there's something worthwhile along with meeting friends like getting a chance at these like baits that never go on sale or never get made and i feel like that's why it's kind of hard to achieve in in the conventional world unless like you have like some collab color with like mega bass and like something like the hookup tackle where they have a limited color and like you're you're having a driving reason for people to come into like the storefront or into an area i feel like that's the one thing that swim bait <coughs> has and that's why that's why these meetups and stuff are so so successful and, and they get so big is because people know that they can come and buy these baits and and honestly like a lot of guys come and buy them and they just turn around and you know sell them for four times as much on eBay. So to each their Flippers, own, I guess. baby. It's fishing, yeah. baby. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, what's uh? So you may not want to do this, but let me ask you this: uh, Who's the like? Somebody, because you're pretty tapped into the, I can tell you're pretty tapped into like the, the swim bait world. Okay. So who's the, like an up and comer, like swim bait builder that you're like pretty stoked on right now? So the hard thing about this is like, I feel like the swim bait world is very feast and famine. Like there's recently, there's been just like 
uh, just an absolute metric ton of guys who, who, who will just randomly start to make a bait, design a bait and try to sell it. And then you got those guys who have like, I'll say, I'll say like proven, but it's just because guys fish them. And, uh, so there, dude, there's like a handful of guys who, who put out super good baits. I mean, like it's kind of honestly hard to find baits that don't, don't work or aren't very effective. Like there's, you know, uh, throwback baits in Minnesota. There's, you know, uh, Dude, like like Piz, I'm sure. Do you guys know Piz swim baits by chance? Yep. Yeah, I've heard yeah. of Piz for sure. Yeah, he, Piz is like Piz is like the super big one, and no, that's like why people come to these shows because he's there. You know, Mike Buka's is there, and they drop you know limited colors or just limited baits in general that you can't get. Like Piz, Piz will sell out of 500 baits in 10 minutes. Like the longest thing it takes is to wait in line. Like they hand you your bait, you hand them your 300 bucks, and you're gone. Like it's just it's so wild to see that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's dude. crazy. You know, the other thing I see on those because I'm I'm like a stalker on those. Oh, he's a he's a so, yeah, he's a lurker or <laughs> Yeah, like I I've been on him for a long time, um, but and I I think I posted in a couple of them, but the uh, the you know you said like it's a cutthroat thing. It is almost like. All I would say, fifty percent of the posts I see on those groups are like, "Oh, so and so, you know, did a pre-order and I never got my bait, and like so and so made this, you know, he's taken a year to get me my bait." I'm like, "Who the fuck would like do that?" Like, I, I, I I'm like, "What? What are these guys doing?" Like, I, I don't know. Is it like so labor intensive to build them? It takes forever. To, like, do are they just bad business? Like, what? What's the deal? No, dude, it's like it's like I can open up a pre-order and I'll make, you know, 20 grand in a matter of 7 minutes. Like I'll I'll start those baits next week. I'm going to go fish or like I'm going to go on a vacation with the wife and then dude, I call it like I call it the free small business loan because if you're if you're like an established builder and people want your stuff, you open up a pre-order, pre-order, you sell 300 baits, dude. You got you're walking around with like 50 grand. Like <laughs> what's it matter if I make these baits now or next year? Like I'll I'll just keep telling everybody they're going to get them, but I'm going to drag my feet because I already got paid for it. Dude, I would be mm. so mad. If I gave my money to somebody and they did not like I can tell you what would happen cuz I've done it before. <laughs> like I will go I will find out where that person lives and I will go to their front door and I'll be like, "You give me my bait or give me my money back." Like it's ridiculous, mm. dude. It's crazy. Like I, I don't see how people deal with that. But yeah, I think it's just probably very saturated. There's a lot of guys making baits and you know <laughs> And the bad thing a, is that there's a lot of big established guys who do that and like are notorious for it and guys guys still hand them over their money like like oh I just ordered XYZ bait and everybody's like, dude, you'll you'll get it in twenty twenty five. Like don't hold your breath. You're not gonna be able to fish it this year because it's not even poured out of the bucket yet. It's still it's still a liquid stage in the resin bucket right now. Like how like would you call people out on here? Like people like would you name would you oh, name? Oh Andrew names? Hinkle, Hinkle Trout? Yeah, dude. He he takes he takes a year and a half, two years oh, to make baits. Like, <laughs> dude, I <laughs> Wait till the forums hear about this, dude. Oh, dude, this is this you know, is nothing. The, dude, the dude. the wheelie shoe wheelie shoe nation is gonna roll up on you with freaking <laughs> with big old twelve ounce baits and shark. Hooks. If he's if he's calling if he's calling them out, I'm sure it's probably everybody realizes it. Um, you know, I always see this guy. What, what was his name again? Andrew Hinkle. Look up Hinkle Trout. Hinkle. Go on eBay nope. and look him up, and you'll be like, holy you shit! Know, you know, thirteen hundred bucks is bait. Dude, like, you know. Damn. 
you know who I'm friends with? I've been friends with him for a long time on Facebook, and I didn't realize he has like a legit company. Is that Victor Depp? And dude, he gets a ton of shit. Dude, I see. I'm on like I'm on like both of those forums, and there's like one that he's allowed to go on, and then yeah, so one he's like banned from. Yeah, and the ones his name will come on the one, and, and dude, it's just a dog like, that guy's a yeah. They're like, oh, that guy's a shit bag, and but that's like what he does for a living. Like he, that's like his job. I'm like, dude, like I'm a, I'm a, I own two small businesses, dude. If somebody, like if one customer, one, oh, it would devastate like, me. If one was like, dude, Josh is a piece of shit. He did. I would yes. like be like, how can I make it right? Like I'm going to do everything in my power to make it right. I can't believe this guy's still in business. over people are like, it's a known thing. It's crazy. Yeah, if my, if, like if I have a client that's like giving me shit. Even slightly, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's going on? <laughs> How can I help? Like, yeah, I, mean, dude. I, I bend at the arm. A... I bend at the arm like like super bad, but it's just because like I don't want to leave a bad taste in somebody's mouth. I I won't say any names. I woke up this morning, you know, six o'clock, and I knew magazines were getting delivered to guys' houses today and yesterday. So I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a good day. Like guys are gonna be hyping me up. We're just gonna have a good Thursday rolling into Friday. I wake up, check my business email. And it's a, it's a, it's an email from PayPal and it's like in red with like an exclamation mark in the little circle. I'm like, huh, maybe like a payout didn't go through or something. And it's like, so-and-so filed a claim. I'm like, what the shit? I'm like, filed a claim. And I look at it and, uh, the, the claim it was as red. It was like, didn't ship, don't even want any more X, Y, Z. And it was, it was a sticker pack. And so I, I send all my stickers just via U, USPS in a, in a uh, mailer. Like I don't put tracking or anything to them. And right. dude, I, I messaged him on Facebook. I'm like, Hey dude, like I refunded his money. I'm like, Hey dude, I'm very sorry. Uh, I did ship them out. Like, I'm sure you'll probably get them tomorrow. They went out Monday, you know, X, Y, Z. And he's like, he was, he was very like apologetic to it. And he's like, I, I just thought I was like getting my money refunded. I didn't know you were going to send it back to me, all this and all that. And I'm like, Oh dude, it's whatever. I was like, if you get them like what it's whatever you can pay me or not. He's like, Oh, I'll definitely pay you. And dude, like tonight, it was like, I just got home from work and he, I got a Facebook message from him. He's like, dude, I feel so bad they came in today. Like, oh. I'll send you your money back. And uh, I'm the type of guy where I just, I'm like, no, dude, it's fine. Just keep the money. He's like, no, dude, I want to send yeah. it back. And it's like, nah, like, like I'll just, I'll, I'll kill people with kindness because I don't care. Like, I don't yeah. have to be mean. Yeah. That's, and that's what, I mean, you, that's, that's, that's what you should do business. You know, that's Josh and I were talking about this this morning. Like, you, in business, sometimes you have to like, you do a lot of stuff that you don't really want to do stuff. That's not really going to make you money, but you or do it because after you collect 50, 50 grand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, you got to do that. <laughs> I mean, that's one of those things I'm t more talking about the things you're not getting paid for. You yeah, know, you yeah. do a lot of like favors and, and stuff, you know, but that's just part of it. You know, you got to do it because, you know, you got to take care of people that are entrusting you know, their business to you. They're giving you their money, their hard-earned money, their, their hard-earned time. You know, you just got to yeah. do that stuff. These people that are doing this now, like that, that's, see, it, it's dumb because like this, this guy, this Trout Hinkle guy or whatever that I don't know anything about, but whatever, Hinkle faster. He's, you know, his thing is like, he knows right now he's the shit and he can do whatever and people are going to buy it and pay for it or whatever. But like, like you said, the market is saturated. Like, the market will eventually find somebody who's not going to be a piece of shit and his stuff will like, you know, just fade away and nobody's going to care anymore. 
somebody that actually follows through and and makes the bait, you know, when a pre-order comes in or they they don't do a pre-order and they just build the baits first or whatever, you know, they're going to take his place and he'll be just he'll just fade away to dust. Dude, I mean, the, that's how the market treats people like that. Yeah, the problem is yeah. that like he didn't start doing it like just this year. Like this has been an ongoing thing like over the last like 6 years and That's it crazy, doesn't, dude. It doesn't help either that uh, I'm sure you guys are familiar with like Milliken on YouTube. So yeah. so that, yeah. that shad like he fishes, that's the shad version that that Hinkle guy makes. And and he, he I I'm trying to think how I want to say this. He talks about him like, oh yeah, you can get this bait, you know, X, Y, Z. And so guys like go out of their way and they find the guy on Facebook or find his Instagram. And uh, they're like, oh, I'm going to shoot this guy an email. I'm going to send him his 200 bucks and I'll, I'll get it. It's because like people who aren't in the swim bait world, like on those forums or pages, they don't see, they don't see the horror stories about some of these companies. And so they're kind of left in the dark. They're not far enough into that rabbit hole that they're meeting everybody else yet. They're about halfway through. Gotcha. So, mm-hmm. And even yeah. they haven't they haven't flicked on their lighter yet. You're like, <laughs> yeah. who's who's a shit bag? Who's, who's the shit bag? Not sending me baits, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. And like, um, I don't know. There's yeah. there's like there's a bunch of companies who who do stuff like that. Not necessarily a bunch, um, but there's companies who ruin it for guys who who give that pre order the bad name. Like I did a pre order mag or I did a pre order for my magazines. And I wasn't going to until somebody like higher up in the swimming world hit me up and they're like, oh, dude, just like open up a pre-order. And I'm like, dude, I make memes about pre-orders. Like, I don't want to I don't want to be the butt of my own joke here. <laughs> like, that's, that's like some satire. Dude, I type mean, stuff. pre-orders are, you know, from a business standpoint, they make a lot of sense from like an inventory control standpoint, because like when you're small, you can't just like produce stuff in mass quantities and have a bunch of waste. Like you, you really do have to like. And, and there's a time and a place for that, but I think it's the pre-order is not the problem. It's, it's the it's execution afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like a pre-order is fine, dude. As long, like, especially if you give people, it's like a, you know, the Kickstarter campaign type world. It's like, dude, like that's a normal thing. But like when you do that, you're accepting somebody's money. You're essentially, you know, agreeing to a contract with them that you're going to provide a service or a product or whatever. And it's like, you can't just not do that. Like it's, yeah, it's just bad business. Um, but dude, uh, I hate to do this to you, Adrian. We got to jump off. Cause there's a, a couple of guys that are going to hop on. We're recording oh, you're our good, own man. episode right after this. Um, you're good. dude, it's great meeting you, man. Um, I did want to give your audience a, uh, discount code for Smalley games if they want to yeah. play. So oh, yeah. they can use, uh, use code largemouth suck, um, 15% <laughs> off. So, uh, large mouth suck. Um, they should definitely follow us on Instagram, uh, Smalley Talk Podcast, S M A L L I E, and a Cheegan brand, A C H I G A N brand or brand, uh, on Instagram, and it's a cheeganbrand.com. It's where you can get the Smalley games. Use code large mouth suck, get 15% off. So, hell yeah, man. Yeah, and dude. I will, uh, I'll put this in the description and everything, and I'll make a post about it too when this goes out. So, so the listeners can go over there and snag that stuff because there's I get hit up all the time about river smallmouth fishing. I'm like, guys, yeah, like I just I lucked into this shit. Like I don't know, <laughs> I don't really know what I'm doing. Well, I just catch fish. And honestly, dude, if you have any good recommendations of like a, uh, you know, kind of wellness swimming guys that do this the river smallmouth thing, send them our way, dude. We'll always game to have some guests on because that's a style of fishing we don't really talk about that much. It'd be yeah. interesting. To get to know uh, some guys that do it, uh, 
perfect. I like your shirts too. I just went to your website here, the Eat More Glides shirt. Oh yeah, it's a spinoff off the Chick Fil A one. I was waiting for a I like that on that one. (laughs) (laughs) I like that, dude. All right. Well, hey man, it was nice to meet you. Thanks a lot. Yeah, man, it was fun. It was was a good change of pace, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's get right. a, um, on the end of this, we always do free the fighter. So give me a free the fighter, Adrian. This is his podcast, bro. Wait, what? Free uh, we're, it's a, it's a collab. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so okay. we say at the, at the end of our podcast, we always say free the fighter. So that's just like, you know, release smallmouth, you know, cause they're a fighter. So fully, so yeah, fully gotta, release. Oh, so I just got to <laughs> say it. Like that's like the sign off yeah. type thing. Yeah, totally. yeah, exactly. So you, so yeah, yeah. Free the fighter, fighter, man. You got you got to free him. <laughs> you. All right, man. Take it easy, Adrian. Yeah, thank yeah, you guys. Man. See you, bud. All right, see you.